Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Ivy Slater, and she's the CEO of Slater Success, a boutique training, consulting, and coaching company focused on growth strategies and leadership development for high-level service-based businesses. Ivy is a professionally certified business coach, a speaker, an international best-selling author, and a podcast host. She's scaled her own two businesses to multiple six and seven figures and speaks nationwide on the topics of leadership, sustainable growth, and the value of relationships. In 2020, she was recipient of a Power Woman of New York Award and a, a let me rephrase that, a power woman of New York and of Long Island. And it was uh, presented by the Schnapps Media. Welcome, Ivy. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to to talk to somebody like you with your high standards and everything else. Now, you know, you didn't get to where you are without climbing a mountain of adversity. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, you know, I'll always say, if you don't work for something, can you ever really appreciate it? And um, so, yes, uh, in my early days, I was in the printing industry. I was in the printing industry for over 20 years. Um, many of those building and scaling my own company to multiple seven figures. Um and when I got into the industry, it was the late 1980s, and women were receptionists, bookkeepers, and production assistants, never to be production managers. And then I came in ready to build a book of business, ready to own a business, climb mountains, and achieve so many wonderful things, and was looked at like, no, 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 no. You kind of just move, 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 move Ivy over there. It's like, oh, do you have maybe a little job? You know, you, you, oh, you got a little client. I was like, no, no, no. That little client is, you know, Hearst Publications. And that little client is Condé Nast or Fairchild Publications, New York Magazine, W Magazine. And then, you know, and they'd start blinking their eyes. And I remember, you know, one night we were on press because being the woman, I it was very it was sometimes a very big struggle for me to get day press time and they would throw my jobs on during the evening. Um, and I remember one night I was, oh goodness, I was seven months pregnant, sleeping on a conference table, waiting for them to be ready for me and my, and my client. And we were printing, um, this was through a design firm. We were printing um, Paloma Picasso's line of, um, bedding, you know, they had comfort, they were coming out, this was a long, long time ago, they were coming out with a line of bedding and comforters and sheets and stuff like that. And, you know, the pressmen were like, what is this Picasso crap? 
that you're showing up with. And I'm looking at them saying, hello, Paloma Picasso, like this is a big deal. (laughs) Maybe we can get on at like noon, (laughs) three o'clock, not 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's, that's the difficulty. If you're not speaking, they're not speaking your language and realizing what you're bringing to the table, that's very difficult. You know, when I was in medical school, I met my wife and I was invited over to my uncle's house uh, to, uh, he wanted to meet her. You know, my wife was in my medical class and wanted, is going to be a doctor. So we walked in and his joke and said, oh, who's this? I said, this is my wife to me. She's going to be a doctor. The children said, no, she's going to be a nurse. I said, no, she's going to be a doctor. She said, no, women don't become doctors. They become nurses. <laughs> and, it, you know, and, it, and it's staying in with, without feeling like defeated, but staying in the conversation and your beliefs and your, your, your own visions to create the change that there are numerous women doctors and there's women who are running organizations today of all shapes and sizes. And, you know, there's people doing various genders and backgrounds and it, it, you know, we're just people and we can all achieve whatever we dream. And and that's exactly it. You know, it shouldn't be sex specific. It shouldn't be gender specific. It shouldn't be color specific. It should be people experiences, not these other experiences. And it's funny how we as people pigeonhole people. It's funny how we put people in certain niches and say, you cannot get above that. You are a secretary. You can't rise above being a secretary. You are a person. You can't lead a corporation. You might be able to be the executive assistant for the person that's the boss, but to lead the corporation? No, that's not the way it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, Alan, you know, back, I'll say a hundred years ago, my early years, I, I was a dancer. I was actually I have a degree in dance, a degree in communications. Um, you could say I took one of them forward then today. And people ask, you know, like your, your views on things. And I said, you know, let me explain something to you. When you're dancing and you're working and you're rehearsing, you're in class all day, and then you're, you're running to your, your academic classes, and then you're in rehearsal for several hours every evening. And, you know, you're, I remember once, numerous times, actually, I was working with different partners, right? And you, we did this running leap. And my partner, a male of different genders, different sexuality, different colors, it didn't really matter, right? And I would, you know, one, two, three, plie and leap. And all I saw was their eyes because we connect through the eyes and you know if they're where you're going to land, right? And it's yes. in that eye connection that you know this is, ah, uh, they, they've got me, you know? And in that way, the color and gender, and it doesn't matter. It's that connection between two sets of eyes, two hearts that create that beauty. And that's where, you know, I hope we're moving to. I I would hope so. And, and, you know, I I see that, you know, in this day and age that we're into, we could be moving into one of the greatest times of human existence. You know, we can truly, um, but at the same time, I see this evil side out there 
this pe- this period of time where people are so angry and people are so upset about being locked away for two years and these mandate stuff and and just being forced to get vaccines, you know, and, and all this stuff that people are going through this angst right now, I, I find that the evil side could easily outweigh the good side if we let it. And that's where I hope, you know, your podcast, my podcast, all the people with us that we can put enough good information out there that, the, you know, that the, the strength and the, you know, society leans to grow together and grow in, in, in a way that flourishes everyone. And that the evil just falls away because it loses the majority. And I know I'm the permanent optimist. You know, I know I'm the person who's going to say, you're going to wake up and say, Ivy, did you drink your water last night? And I'm like, yes. And my glass is still half full. (laughs) And I I like that. I like that. You you drank the Kool-Aid and you keep the Kool-Aid going because you are the person that is really the way it should be. And, and, you know, and, I'm sure you bring that to the businesses that you coach as well, that you help them to get to a new leadership level, that you help them to get to those those things that are holding them back because there's so much holding people back in this day and age. And they're having a lot of businesses hurt through all this as well. A hundred percent. You know, um, I will say, I remember being pregnant with my first, with my first little one who's turning 30 in a few months, right? And... In the same way that people said, you know, printers, you know, women couldn't do this. And people told me when I was pregnant that good mothers don't don't work full time, let alone run a business. Um, and, And I've always let when all these massive masses have said so many of these things, I let it move through me and never stay with me. And that's what I take with my clients today. You know, look at your vision, create the vision that you don't, that will not hold you back, that everything you ever wanted, will you hit some bumps in the road? Absolutely. Are we going to hit some detours? Most likely, you know, in, in living in the North, in the cold, where our roads have to get fixed up sometimes, right? We, we, it's, it's winter. In the Northeast or the central, you know, you're in Canada, it's cold, our roads get a little beat up and we probably have to fix them. And there might be a couple of detours in the way. But if you don't stay true to your vision and you don't stay true to your beliefs, this is how you grow with what is possible. And this is where you grow businesses that have massive impacts. Yes, there have businesses that have had amazing struggles. One of my clients, especially early in the pandemic, her niche market in her field was hospitality and luxury goods. Tough business, tough business. It was a tough business early on in this pandemic. And literally I saw her just a few days ago and she is flourishing, building out another, another office in this country, building out more team. It's not that we don't get hit with the detours. We don't, we're not presented with, there are bumps in the road. It's how we navigate them. Yeah. And and I think that's the key for edges there. You know, the, the purpose behind my book, the secrets to living a fantastic life 
is that it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. And, and I think that's the key with, with uh, solving most problems is it's not what happens to you. It really is you do with what happens. And there's amazing learning lessons when you choose to see it. Um, I remember my first virtual leadership team meeting for a client was on March 13th, 2020. Was the, you know, this was a client. I was in their offices monthly running their leadership um, team. And that meeting went virtual. And um, that company, the founding, the founder was like, oh, Ivy, I'm seeing, you know, 2008 all over again. Do I have it in me to go through this again? And I said, let's just take a breath, take two, three deep breaths. And that's what I led the team through. And then we started looking at what are the problems this organization solve? And what are the issues starting to come up in the world based on the knowledge we know right now? And we have very limited knowledge. This was March 13th, 2020 with the pandemic. So we had very limited knowledge. And we said, great, this is the marketing component. What are we going to be writing, putting out there on social media, talking to people about this is this component? What is this team going to be doing about this? What is this? And, you know, the head partner looked, she goes, what do you want me to do? And I said, you're going to call every client that this company has touched in the last 365 days. And you're going to ask them if they're safe, how their family is, and you're going to do the personal human connection. She goes, oh, I could do that. You know, and we continued to meet virtually every month. I'm not going to say their numbers didn't have a, a hiccup. They stayed the course and their businesses, their business and many, many of my clients' businesses have continued to grow consistently through this pandemic. Now, it's about all your systems and that personal touch, the human connection that is so important now more than ever. Yeah. And, you know, one thing you were speaking about is the hospitality industry. The day the pandemic hit, the, uh, the big people in the island of Jamaica and their hotels and their chamber of commerce really got together. And they decided, what are they going to do with the pandemic on? Because, of course, you can't get people coming in. So literally, you're shutting down for six months to a year. So what they decided to do was develop videos to show people how beautiful Jamaica is. So that when this all comes back, they become the destination of choice out of all these sunspots that are there. So they really... The day the pandemic hit, you know, the Hiltons, the Hyatts, the things like that on that island decided this is what we're going to do to get there. And, and they were smart about this because, you know, the pandemic's going to go away. I think we're at the end of it now. I think we're close to the end of it. Sure, our life will likely have changed. You know, we may have to wear masks for an extended period of time. We may have to have some sort of social distancing going on for an extended period of time. But I think we're closer to a more normal place than we were two years ago. We're 100% closer. And, you know, as you share that story about Jamaica, it makes me, it, I think of um, 
I have a video on my website that's called The Seven Traits of Great Leaders. And I, it, it's a mini piece of a large presentation I do. And trait number seven is showing up with a what can I do attitude. And what you make it, what you just shared is like, what? okay, well, this is the information we have right now. What can we do? We could start taking videos. And when people are ready to travel, and I have to tell you, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, this one just came back from Jamaica. Oh, this one told me she was in Jamaica in the fall. Oh, didn't it? And why? Because people- Because they were there. They, they knew they, people were going to have to travel. You know, everybody, where are they going to travel to? Someplace they think is safe. Someplace yeah. they think is good. Someplace that may be a bit different. Someplace that isn't getting reports every day of armed guards on the beaches uh, protecting people. Someplace that has an, a big mass criminal presence that is going to drive the crowds away. You know, there's a lot of places, you know, where are you going to go uh, from New York? You know, from the West here, it's a little far, but from New York to Jamaica, short plane ride, you know? It's, it's, you don't even need a week vacation. You could do a long weekend. You do a four day weekend and you can have a wonderful, Alan, why are we in the cold here? <laughs> you know, I'm here simply, you know, I've had COVID and I've been vaccinated three times, but you know, I don't want to travel because I don't want to be caught in the country if I get COVID and have to stay there for an extra two weeks, you know? And so the problem is we usually go to Mexico at this time of year and we had planned that, but we were gonna bring all our grandchildren and everything else. But the problem is a lot of them aren't vaccinated. And the chances with this form of virus to catch it is pretty damn high, you know? And so you may be staying an extended period of time in one of those places if one of your family gets sick. So right now, it's just not the time to travel. It's going to be very soon, but it's just not there yet. Yeah, I, I will say I have started to travel. Um, and because the title of this podcast about living a good life. Yes. Um, and I agree with you. If I was if I was taking grandchildren, I might be looking at things very differently. Yeah. Now, if you have the ability to stay an extra week or two, right. because if you got COVID, it's no big deal. You know, mm -hmm. it really is not a big deal because this type of COVID is not the type that really puts you really drastically sick. Okay. You might be a little ill and you might more than likely you'll get a positive test and not feel anything. You know, that's so this stuff is very contagious. So you may convert without ever feeling sick or knowing you're sick. Yeah, I have some family um, members who are in Mexico and tested positive and their response was sitting out on the back deck, overlooking the water, feel I have a little sniffle, reading a good book. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, and again, I am, you are the medical person, you and your wife, me, totally, totally, probably couldn't pass my ninth grade science class. Um, I'll, I'll say this from a, um, maybe a parenting perspective and raising kids and, and all the colds and the flus and the stomach bugs and everything that you deal with as a, from the very parent's perspective, not a science perspective. From that perspective, I look at this and say, gee, 
if we weren't so busy putting swabs up our nose, we'd say like, oh, you got a cold? Yeah, it's winter. There's quite the cold going around out there. You know, and, you know and if, now, you've had, if, if you've had children or possibly grandchildren now, you know that kids are always ill. They always have right. sniffles. They always have a, a tummy pain. They always have something going on. So really, it's the virus season. Now, you know, my grandchildren have constantly had some sniffles and stuff like that. Now, they've been tested every time they've had the sniffles. And no, they haven't had COVID. But it's, it's the problem is we have the super virus going around right now. That really makes us think, that it may be that. And right. Omicron is so calm, so catchy. You know, there, I think 70 to 80% of the population is going to catch it at some time. I hear you. And may we just move through this? And I think we're creating a new business and business and as well as personal life society, the way we do things. Um, one of my clients was like, you know, we had the biggest gift since COVID. I said, what'd you get? She goes, we now once a week do family Zoom. She goes, with my brothers and sisters, uh, she's like, who are all over the country and everybody panicked that we weren't going to see each other. She goes, honestly, we're all over the country. We didn't see each other much to begin with. She goes, now all of a sudden we have this weekly or monthly, you know, Zoom call that we're more up to date and people come in and out and Somebody's like, oh, do you remember the person from down the street? I spoke to them. They're going to join us on next week's Zoom. And we, we can find the good of, you know, I, I have a, an elderly mom and I want to see her. You know, I want to see, I don't want to just talk to her. I want to see her. It's important for her to see me. And right now we're also being very cautious of who's around her and things like that. And with that, you know, we have this ability, right, to find the positive, to find like, wow, we could do these video chats. I'm like, no, move the father. Yeah, what are you watching on TV? Yeah, I'm watching it too. What do you, you know, and, and we we have this, my son who lives on the West Coast, we just have this video time together that might not have been as common. We might've done more phone calls, but now we're moved to do more video because the pandemic has enlightened us to try new things. And, and I and think be more connected. I, I think that's true from a business sense as well. That yeah. they, you know, it used to be that everybody had to be in their offices in their three by five cubicles, and that's the way it was. You weren't now with this thing that you can work from home, that you can actually do things in different ways. It's actually broken the mold of what a business is. It's actually broken uh, things down into better elements. You know, you can have work groups working possibly more productively through these video elements than it is to have people stuck in one little building in New York doing the stuff that they do there. I think it's opened up so many things for business. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of in productivity and in people being productive, we want to use our skill sets accordingly. So if we're doing anything creatively, brainstorming-wise, strategy-wise, but that's a great opportunity to bring people together in person because there's an energy of minds that goes on around that room. Yet, all that implementation, okay, 
all the implementation, all the accountability, the check-ins, the regular day-to-day -day meetings, we could be anywhere and we will be more productive and we will be so excited and so happy when we do come together for those specific in-person meetings and willing and looking forward to it as opposed to drudgingly get our way to the office again. Yeah, and, and I think this is how we should really look at things. There's a huge benefit in all this as well and a wonderful way of looking at it, you know? Uh, it allows us to also implement plan A, plan B, plan C sort of things. You know, this morning we had problems with our technical stuff. I mean, if you have technical stuff, you have technical problems. But we were able to troubleshoot that because I have a laptop sitting on my desk here and we were able to get into Zoom in another way. So it's not perfect, but look, you're still sitting there in New York and I'm still sitting here in Edmonton doing the stuff we can do to get this message out there. Yeah, and that's, you know, goes back to what can I do attitude? You know, we, we hit a little bit of a tech glitch. We figured it out and we figured out a different way to do it today. And sometimes it might be on the phone or on a backup system or whatever. But it's showing up in that positive way versus that defeated way of what goes wrong. Okay, so we're getting close to our end already, but I want to make sure our listeners have something that they can take home today. Um, I'm going to pick on your brain a little bit, and it may be a difficult question, so I don't want to put you on the spot, Ivy, but I want you to give business leaders three things they can do today to make their businesses better. Okay. Um, number one, be clear on your visions and your goals. Okay. Have strong clarity. Number two, any business leader who's working without some kind of to-do list is not a true leader, right? We, we, we need to know what we need to accomplish. Now, use that list smartly. This is how. Circle three things that are going to move your business ahead today and put those actions in your actual calendar on when you're going to get them done. You start doing this every day. And the third thing you do is on Friday afternoons, you put a spot in your calendar to celebrate and you're good to go. And, and I would suggest not only celebrate Friday, but I'd say take the weekend off and spend it with your family, spend it with your friends, do it in a way that you really enjoy it. And, you know, don't be a person that works 24 hours a day. Don't be a person that is a person that just lives to work. Don't be a person that is a slave of the job. Now, I know most business executives work hard. That's how they push that business forward and so on. But I'm suggesting that maybe people should live to, not, not live to work, but work to live. Yeah. And work smart, not hard. Work yeah. smart. And know what you enjoy, know the things that are important to you, and don't put them on the back burner. Exactly. And, and I think those are the things, you know, I see too many times a business executive gets to the age of 65 or younger and dies of a massive heart attack. You know, that's sad. That, that's sad. 
because it didn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, live in the joy of life, live in the joy of moments and know that everything you do in your career, your business helps keep you in the joy versus looking at it as, as any kind of, you know, drudgery or, I, I mean, I, I work smart. I have built really great businesses. I work with amazing clients. And I will say Saturday, I sat in the snow and made black and white cookies with my adult daughter. And we had so much fun. And then took a glass of wine by the fireplace and hung out and had wine and cookies as crazy as that. No, we had some wine and cheese. Um, you know, but be in, you know, my adult daughter and her husband came for the weekend. Do I want to sit and work all weekend or do I want to be with the people I love? And if you feel torn in two, reevaluate your priorities. Exactly. So we came up with one goal, which was vision. We same came up with the second thing, which was goals that, you know, making sure you, you have three things that you're propelling that company forward. What's the third thing? Celebrate. Yes. Acknowledge everything that you're doing. Yes. Because it builds momentum to continue and it keeps us in the place of building from a place of happiness and joy. Yes, that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. So how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? What's your website, Ivy? Um, click on slatersuccess.com. You could download the video, which is Seven Traits of Great Leaders, and you can find out those seven other six traits that I did not talk about today. Um, you could also find my most recent book, From the Bar to the Boardroom, Choreographing Business Success Through Authentic Relationships. Um, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. I touch base on it every day. Cool. That's really good, Tidy. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for being part of my podcast. If you need a guest for your podcast, I'll volunteer my services because I'd love to get my message out there too. And, you know, I think we're going to have more going forward than we have just by this one chance encounter. Alan, thank you so much for having me as a guest and thank you for getting your message out there. It's a good, it's an important one and a great one. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day.